what the hell happened last night? Jared Kelnick's now an Atlanta Brave. Cole Phillips and Jackson Carr are now Seattle Mariners. The Mariners freed up some money with this trade. Could it be a sign of bigger things to come? A lot to talk about here on episode 40 of the Hit It Here podcast. Part of the Believe Network, but first, I'm here with Joe. Joe, how are you? I'm going to lie to you and say that I'm good, because that's my shtick. Yeah, you know, it's... I Upon having some time to reflect, huge live stream last night, immediately after the trade. 800 people in there. Absolutely crazy. Appreciate to everyone that was there. Shout out again to Jose with the $50 super chat, by the way. Exactly. Just big vibes all around. I was pissed. I've had, you know, an hour to reflect, and I'm still a little bit upset, but not nearly as upset if i want some money on bet online so here's a word from our sponsor bet online the holiday season is off and rolling with nfl in full stride and the nba and nhl hitting mid-season form bet online it's your number one destination for all sports wagering info live updated predictions odds you can place parlays you can play money lines there's so many different ways to bet on bet online They've got up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. BetOnline, it's it's the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. They've got so many different options for you guys to bet on, whether you like betting on, like I said, the main four, the NFL, NBA, NHL, even stuff with MLB with free agents, or if you wanted to dip your toes into the MMA or even international soccer, BetOnline has you covered. And remember to head to BetOnline today and to use the promo code believe b l e a v for 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts on the real note starting off we traded jared kelnick marco gonzalez and evan white to the braves for jackson kowar and cole phillips cole phillips likely will be our best pitching prospect in terms of prospect rankings at this point he was their number 7 prospect over there in rookie ball though so he's got a little bit room to grow think of a guy like maybe walter ford with more upside so he could turn into something decent but the biggest thing here obviously is how much this kind of creates more holes in this mariners roster as it stands right now colton give give me something give me something i don't know what i can give you i'm mad too yeah that's what 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 can i give you the Seattle Mariners now have a hole in right field and left field and third base and second base and designated hitter and maybe the bullpen. Mm. I, feel like the, I feel like the bullpen's okay. I it's think fine. Yeah, I think I'd rather have a high leverage guy. Another one. Sure. Yeah. Replace Paul Seawald with an adult, please. Yeah, not a Jackson Kowar type that. He, you know, he could be a starter. Probably not. He'd probably gonna be a reliever for the Mariners. Like, I, dude, I, I don't know the direction with this trade for the guys that we got. Obviously, there is an easy answer for this trade of we're selling Kelnick to the Braves on the idea that we're gonna save money with giving up Marco Gonzalez, who's owed eleven million dollars next year, and I think it's Evan White's final year of that extension that he signed without the club options. Without yeah, the club so. options. I don't remember how much money he was due to make. Seven million. So overall, they saved nineteen million because Marco was actually making. He was making twelve. Oh, okay. So yeah. So they they saved nineteen million overall. With that being said, however, at the time of recording this, we don't know the amount, but there was actually cash sent from the Mariners to the Braves as well. We don't know the amount at the time of recording this. You might by the time you're hearing this, but as of right now, I'm just gonna pretend they're not sending money because we don't know how much. It could be a dollar. I don't know. It could be maybe a, a million. Dollar. Could be five million. We have no idea. 
Yeah, no idea. So I'm just going to say that they saved 19. We'll just call it 20 for the sake of easy round numbers. Basically, the Seattle Mariners exited 2023 with right around $140 million on their payroll. That included Teoscar Hernandez and all the other guys who left in free agency. The Mariners should be down now after the Eugenio trade and whatnot and losing Teo. The Mariners should be down now right around 107 to 110 million in, in terms of payroll. And rumor has it, Jerry Depoto has said that they will very likely be have a higher payroll in 2024. Okay. That means that theoretically the Mariners have about 30 three-ish million dollars to play with if what like, do they do with it? if like we're only going just over the threshold like right i, I think that you like you're saying like they'll have a, a higher payroll in 2024 we had this conversation last offseason where it's like how much higher were they going to go from 2022 to 2023 and we kind of like mockingly and joked like oh it's going to be one or two million over if that's what you're saying there with like, it's going to be 134 or 130, like it's not enough. It's not enough to, I think, justify the moves that were made on this evening and prior in this off season in terms of guys that you were trading that were going to give you legitimate MLB innings next year in 2024. Do I think Jared Kelnick was going to break out next year? Like we've all been waiting for. I don't know. Do I think that he had a chance to? Maybe a little bit. I'm a little bit biased and I'll admit that his 109 OPS plus last year, he had an amazing April was starting to seemingly turn it back around before he got injured. So for me, it's a tough player to lose a guy that's going to give you great defense, going to hustle no matter what day in and day out, every single play, he's not going to dog any of them. He is going to go out there and give it his all the Braves. He will flourish in Atlanta, in my opinion, with the guys that are around him, the professionals out there in Atlanta, not to say that there's anything wrong with the personnel on the Mariners, but the Braves are a perennial 100-win ball club for a reason. If he's platooning out there, so be it. He's going to be in a great situation for Jared Kelnick, and that's, that's all that I could wish for, aside from having him back in the Seattle Mariners uniform. So. Going into going into 2024, I was I I would have been convinced he would have put up like a 110 or better OPS plus, like nothing like incredible, nothing insane. Yeah, but 110, 110, fine. Like that is a fine guy to have in your in your outfield as long as you of course add other pieces. And I think that he plays great defense. If he was OB over in right field, I think that Kelnick was a really good fit for this team. And Obviously, you know, we will never know what happened behind closed doors. And obviously we know about Kelnick's temper and whatnot, but we're talking about Jared Kelnick, just the baseball player in general. And I think that he was a good player to have on this team. He was cheap. He was young. He was controllable. He just turned what? 24 or something like that. Yeah. He's younger, like, younger than Bryce Miller, by the mm -hmm. way. Yeah. So I think with that being said, if I, if I had to, I guess, play devil's advocate here, I would say that 2024 was Kalanick's last year with the Mariners if he didn't figure it out. Exactly. Like, I think, no doubt in my mind, he would have been gone, whether that be DFA'd, released, what have you. So maybe they thought this was their only way to get rid of the salaries that were owed to Evan White and Marco Gonzalez to save that money. My issue is, is that we have been told all along, especially like at the end of the year press conference and whatnot, that the Mariners have the financial flexibility to go out there and make this team better. We've mm -hmm. been told that time so then why do they now feel like they have to go out there and dump salary with Gino with with Marco with Evan White and Jerry Depoto said that the Mariners will be industrious which is a word I guess apparently industrious with how they use that money which industrious means like how to help a city prosper or something like that hmm. and cool 
All right. And he said quickly, like, so I would assume this week at the winter meetings, he's going to do something. I don't know what it is. And if the Mariners leave with only playing around in the rule five draft and that's it, I'm going to be pretty upset. Yeah. They, if the Mariners do not make a decent size move over the next 48 to 36 hours, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. I think many people will echo that, that the next move has to happen quickly and it has to be one of a positive note because all off season and yes it's only december 4th we have been waiting for the next move to take place that would put us back on the right path essentially put us put we're, we're no longer stepping back we are going to start taking steps forward as a ball club looking ahead to 2024 this to me has to be the final step back in terms of where you're at with personnel, what you're going to do next, what you're looking at. And there's a ton of things that could happen over this winter meetings. Like, like you're saying the next 36, 48 hours, more trades, more like there's, I would prefer a free agent signing because if I see any more trades where we're getting rid of a ton of guys, I'm going to like lose my, my sanity because the amount of people that we've lost in terms of just players, like, I don't know who's going to all fill out that 26 man roster come opening day. And, you know, and that's not to say that like Evan white necessarily had a spot or Marco was ever guaranteed to be a long guy out of the bullpen or what have you. But if we're rolling out Luis Urias, Josh Rojas as our starting second and third baseman, that's going to be a problem. So you need to go out and fix that during winter, the winter meetings or shortly thereafter, or, you know, now with the outfield vacancies of being both corners, because you just traded Jared Kalnick who's going to go out there and probably play 130 games if he's healthy in one of those corners. You need to go out there and fill that so that way Cade Marlowe, Zach Deloach, Dom Canzone don't see, like, and I don't want to say insane because that's not the right term, but, like, just innings that they shouldn't see. Mm-hmm. So this is a tweet from Adam Jude here uh, quoting Justin Hollander. Hollander said, obviously the offseason doesn't end on December 1. We need to go out there and we need to get better, and before you can do that, you have to create pathways to go do that. And this just opens up more pathways for us to do that i agree to an extent yeah at the same time you cannot continuously take it on the chin like the mariners have been lately with in every facet it's not just the trades or the free agents it is comments from high-ranking personnel like jerry depoto it is you know john stanton being an absolute pos like (laughs) it's not it's not just losing players right now the mariners and their fans they are losing, and and the comments from Cal Raleigh and the team at the end of the year, yeah, like everybody's pissed off right now. There's not a again. I said this during the live stream. There's nobody right now that is happy with the Seattle Mariners except for Jerry Depoto, Justin Hollander, and John Stan. That is it. And at some point, you need to go out there and fix it because at this point, all faith is going to be lost. Yeah. Like if 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 the Mariners do not go out this offseason and make I at this point two to three high impact, very big moves, Jerry Depoto is gone. Fire him. Get yeah. him out. I don't the, care. I have I have been on the save Jerry's job train for years. If he, if this offseason he does not go out and make big moves, fire him on the spot opening day. Yeah, it's it we are at our wits end, you know. I I can understand wanting to create those paths and avenues that Hollander's talking about. I get it, you know. The Gino thing is that same conversation. It is opening up an avenue for you to try and make other impact moves. Hopefully you don't swing and miss on them like you have in the last year or two. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't want to say tails a swing and miss. I think he was fine, but it feels like the Gino trade is going to be a swing and miss. We don't know how the 
seawall trade is fully gonna pan out yet we i don't know if i've seen ins enough inspiring things from dom canzone and like sure rojas has been good he's been fine what he does in 2024 will be a big sign of how the seawall trade will really kind of pan out and same thing with brian bliss like there's a lot of like what ifs with the Mariners right now and I think the biggest one and it's been a lot of circulating talk is what if the Mariners made a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays and if I'm being honest with you the vacancies on this roster make a lot more sense with what the Rays have to offer to trade and Colton who are those guys yeah I mean we've talked a lot about both these guys and Randy Arozarena and Isak Paredes Arozarena fits even more now like yep. he is even more of a like at this point, Randy Rosarena needs to be on your baseball team because who who the hell else is going to play at left field? Dominic Canzone and Sam Haggerty are your outfielders right now, or Cade Marlowe or Zach Deloach. It doesn't it, it doesn't matter who you're going to say. It's not inspiring. It's bad. Yeah, there was there was a tweet. I don't remember who tweeted it, but it was the current projected Mariners lineup as of after this trade, and um, <clears throat> Luis Urias was hitting third. That is a 2010 Seattle Mariners lineup, by the way. So, mm. um, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't, I don't think they had a Julio, but. That's true. Yeah. So, Isak Paredes, all right, is a guy that makes sense. He's making $3.2 million in his first year of Super 2 arbitration. The Mariners would have him for another four years, after, including this year. But, again, there's a lot of talk about regression with him. And as for, so a few, like, I think earlier last week, I was in the camp of trade Brian Wu for Paredes straight up. I'm in. At this point, I am not. Yeah. I don't think that it makes sense anymore to trade that much of a controllable, a young controllable starting pitcher who I think needs to be valued more than I've been valuing them after we saw Luis Severino get $13 million a year. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like, if Luis Severino is going to get $13 million a year, hell, for a guy who's making league minimum and is probably a better pitcher right now than Luis Severino, you need to be getting, you need to be getting a bag for trading one of Brian Wu or Bryce Miller. Yeah. So I'm not willing to do that anymore. Paredes is a guy who, again, who he doesn't strike out all that much, mm -hmm. He, but he is a candidate for regression because he has bad underlying numbers. He doesn't hit the ball hard. His uh, very pole-heavy very, very pole for him. And does his power play in T-Mobile Park? I'm not sure. It's really Randy Arozarena at this point that I'm looking at and saying, that's the guy you need to go get. Even then, he's not a perfect fit for the Seattle Mariners. But filling out those positions in the outfield, it has to happen for the Mariners soon. Yeah, I think Randy, going into tonight, I would have said Isak Paredes is more likely. I think Randy is, like, I don't want to say a guarantee, but something has to happen with the outfield, and I really feel like Randy could be an answer. Hell, we could even go and get both of them, right? And if then the Wu and Miller conversation happens, assuredly, because you have to, you know, get to get good players, you have to give up some good, you know, potential there. And, you know, if you trade Wu or Miller, maybe the Rays prefer Miller because he doesn't have an injury history like Wu has, you know, with you know, Shane McClanahan. Shane, like, there's so many injury-riddled pitchers on the Rays. Maybe a guy that has a better longevity track record like Miller could be more enticing to them. And then you toss in, say, like a Gabby Gonzalez, because if you're trading Randy Rosarena, you might want to recoup an outfield prospect in some way. But if you don't want to give up Gabby, Jonathan Class A is right there. I'm hell-bent on trading him. I don't care. Because at this point, you have to get major league players because you keep trading them away anyways. So as far as packages go, like Miller and an outfield prospect, and then some, like, maybe you trade from your already existing bullpen in the major leagues, someone in there, 
the Rays could probably, you know, take value in that way. A guy that has options, maybe you ship off Edward Bizardo. I don't know. But it's just there's there's so many there's gonna be so many moving parts over the next couple of days. And if it's Isak Paredes, great. You know, there's concern about his bat speed, which is why Gino had concerns about regression. So like you said that he's a big regression target, like who knows if it'll play in T-Mobile. Randy, is it worth the lackluster defense out in left field? At this point, it it cannot I matter. Don't I don't care. You have to have a lineup to go roll out there one through nine to be able to hit a baseball. Because right now you don't have that if you're the Seattle Mariners. Right now you are a below 500 baseball team. And yeah, I know that it, it's December 4th. You are going to make more moves. Hopefully. But I have not been inspired by any of the moves that they've made so far. I'm not encouraged by the direction of this team and this offseason, this front office and the management that they're going to go out and make the right move, going to go out and make the right call. Trading Jared Kelnick when he still had three, four years of control, when he was showing signs of life just to dump some salary does not seem like the right call for me personally. Mm-hmm. If they turn around and they sign Yamamoto, they sign some big guys. Sure. Will my opinion change? More than likely, yes. But coming into this night and going out of it go through the winter meetings, I don't have that same level of confidence that maybe some other people do. And I'm not sure where I will find that confidence. Had this trade happened in a few days after the marriage trade for Randy Rosarena, let's say. Yeah. Totally different reaction to it. Totally Completely different. different. And that's fine. And I get yeah, and of course, that's just not how things work. Obviously, you know, you can't t- plan things out timing perfectly. With that being said, looking at the Rays roster, Randy is projected to make about $7 million next year, which is like third highest on their on their active roster. Another guy who we didn't actually mention when we first recorded this podcast, before the Kellenic trade, by the way, was Manny Margot making $10 million next year. Maybe Why? they want no, to... No, stop. Manny no, no, Margot's... No. Maybe... Huh? He's making $10 million? Mm-hmm. He's making... He made twelve in 2023. Oh, I hope not. I, I stay away from Manny Margot, if that's the case. But... That might be a, that might be what the Rays want to do is to 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 flip Manny Margot on you as like and you could maybe platoon him I guess I I he guess a, I I think I I get where you're going like if they package him with someone else to lessen like the cost so that the Brandon Low Brandon yeah, Lau Lau so they can offload contract more I get what you're going for I would not be thrilled. I hate it I would not oh be I hate it yeah why did you speak into existence bro why did I'm you do that sorry if if Manny Margot is a is is a Seattle Mariner in the next couple of days. I'm sorry, that's on me. Um, with that being said, he's really good versus lefties. Yeah, so a platoon would be fine. Sounds yeah. like a, a great platoon to throw out there with a, really, with a strong left-handed outfielder potentially there. Yeah, mm. that sounds like a sound idea. Yeah, I agree with that, man. <laughs> wow, what a deal! <laughs> what a deal! I don't know. I just, I, it's it's a possibility. And are the Mariners the Mariners? are going to look so significantly different on opening day compared to what they do right now. They have to. Yeah. If they don't, gut it. Gut it. I don't care. Everyone's gone. <laughs> Management. Obviously, the team stays. Like, yeah. you know, baseball yeah. players. They We're still not... got to have a team. Yeah. But, like, Jerry, Justin, even Scott. Scott didn't do a damn thing. He's just taking – he's just catching strays. Yeah. Scott's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, Pete, who, who, who I love. He is – he's the – He's the, um, oh my God, a clubhouse guy, clubhouse manager. He's a little guy. He's been there for a million years. He's gone. Sorry, Pete. That's tough, bro. Why you got to do <laughs> sorry, Pete dirty? Pete. Why you got to do Pete dirty like that? I'm sorry, Pete. It had to, it had to be done. Yeah. So 
It's uh, I I I this is the first time in in the Jerry Depoto era where I've really like really questioned what he's doing. Yeah, I because don't, I don't know what to make sense of it. Because we saw from from 2018 when the Mariners started this like step back rebuild thing to then 2020 2021 2022 when they started to win 90 games and you could see the vision with this team and they put together a really good baseball team with a core of Gino and JP and then of course adding Julio Ty France at the time mm-hmm. Cal you had a really good core and a lot of those pieces are gone yeah I mean like, it's like, Julio JP and Cal and then that's you're, it and then you're banking on a Ty France bounce back which would be huge no discredit to that but like you're now having to rely on that pretty heavily Mm-hmm. And so it's like you, they had this direction that it felt like they were building towards for years, right? The, the getting Kelnick ready, Julio finally progressing. And then they get there and they blow it up. It's just, and, and to be fair, I completely agree that this team needed to cut down on the strikeouts. It was maddening to watch yeah. last year. It absolutely was that there needs to be more contact in that lineup. I am not sold that this is the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, but going, that's why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. It's not why we're not in the front office coming out of this. What is your like, well, let's not talk trades because, you know, we've done Paredes and whatever a ton. Who would you go out and sign right now? Assume, say you're trading for Randy Rosa right now. We could let's assume that because I think that feels like I'd be willing to put like 90 percent of my confidence that Randy Rosa right now would be a Seattle Mariner. If I'm being real, like that's that's very confident. And if it's not, then what do I know? But as far as free agency, who would you go look to sign if you're the Mariners front office to fit this new offensive style? The one guy that I just will continue to pound the table for is Cody Bellinger. He, he Not to the 12-year deal that trade rumors thinks he's going to get, but if you can get him for five, six years yeah, for $25 million a year, hopefully not like 30, yeah. then I say go out there and sign Cody Bellinger tomorrow because that is a guy who I feel like fits – the ballpark so well he can play first base he can he's a very good defensive outfielder and i am a firm believer that 2023 was more of who he is than 2021 and 22 sure because a he a lot of injuries throughout those years and he just was he was struggling and he made conscious changes to his swing in 2023 that made him return to what could be a perennial mvp candidate like he was with the dodgers if you get if you get Cody Bellinger at $25 million a year and he is the guy that he had been with the Dodgers before 2021, he is going to outplay that contract 10 times. Yeah. No, you're not wrong there. That's that's a good shout. I don't know if he will ever get back to that level. That would be right. like my big hesitation with him. I think what he played for with the Cubs last year, that I think that's probably worth $25 million though. Like that level yep. of play, right? And what he can provide to you as a just a fit for this team. I think he's a guy that has the power that can play well enough in T-Mobile. It might not be, you know, the setting the rookie home run record way back when, but you know, it'll it, it would play. And mm-hmm. you know, he fill, fills the outfield spot like you're wanting. A guy that I'm overly sold on is Jung Hoo Lee. Like no doubt in my mind that he has a spot now. There was you know the talk at the beginning of the offseason when they were at the GM meetings or whatever where everyone got sick. And then Jerry's like, we're looking for high contact right-handed bats because we feel confident with our left-handed bats. Well, you just traded one, so there's an opening. So <laughs> maybe you go out and get Jung Hoo Lee. But you also mentioned Cody Bellinger. So there's, you know, there's opportunity to add another lefty to this lineup that I think could be very valuable. 
I think Jung-Hoo Lee provides great defense in the outfield. KBO MVP might not be as expensive as Cody Bellinger. Good contact rates there. I, I like the fit a lot, but, you know, that's probably my first move is just filling out the outfield. Yeah, I mean, our our two left-handed, like, everyday bats are JP and Cal now. That's it. Yeah. Like, Dom Canzone's in there. Rojas is in there, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. okay. They're You're fine, them, but, like, you know, you don't want them taking more than, like, 300, 400 at-bats. Unless mm-hmm. Dom Canzone turns into the hitting 350 guy in AAA, then sure, that's a way different conversation. But I don't know if I what I saw out of Dom Canzone at the end of last year points me in that direction. And I'm not willing to risk that for a team whose window is allegedly open. It they, should it should be wide open. Breeze rolling in, in blowing in the, the middle curtains. Of the window being open, you don't trade off four guys from your from your starting lineup. You don't. In the middle of your window being open. The point of the window being open is you built a core where it's gonna open this window for a while. Instead, you're like you open the window and you're like, mm, got some it's a bit too chilly. It's a bit much. Close you close it halfway. And you're like, now there's like a little draft coming in. But it's like, are you going to, how are you going to feel in 10 minutes? You're going to flip it wide open again? Or are you going to shut it? Yeah. We don't know. That, as as Mariners fans right now, we don't know. Because we, it all depends on the moves they make next. Because this is a team that they built this window for. Oh, we're going to compete in 2020. Obviously, okay. COVID year, whatever. I understand why things got pushed back. Oh, well, our, our minor leaguers didn't get to play. So 2021 is not going to work out. Well, we're shooting for 2022. Made the playoffs. Cool. Great. Sick. And then all of a sudden, 2023 comes around and you get passed by the Rangers. And what do you do? You go out and trade half your team. Again, KCAF baked. There's still plenty of time. Four months till opening day. Plenty of time for for the Mariners to go out there and make high and very important impact moves. I do not have the faith in this team right now that they're going to go out there and make the moves necessary to compete for the postseason in 2024. And I hope and pray that I am dead ass wrong. Yeah. You've got to, you know, we're not convinced, but I like, this is one of those situations where I hope we're wrong. Like I, you know, I am 1 billion percent. Okay. With being wrong about everything that we've said in the last 25 minutes or the entire hour long live stream. I'm okay with being wrong about every single second of it. So long as that means the team is better in 2024. And I want every single one of you to come into our comments and say, told you so. Because no, you didn't. You guys are in the same boat. We're all mad right now. Yeah, we're we, all we saw, just mad. We saw online. it in the live stream. We're <laughs> all mad. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, say what you will about Jared Kelnick. All right, say what you will about the strikeouts from Eugenio Suarez. Those are guys that made that the team was better than it was at this very moment that we are recording this. The team was better with those guys on it. And sure, you gotta you gotta take away some pieces to add pieces. I don't necessarily know if you do that unless you're positive you're going to be able to add these pieces. Let's say they're like, oh, yeah, we did this so we can get the money for Shohei. And then Shohei signs somewhere else. Yeah. It's like, well, well okay. what are you going to yeah, do cool. now? What's your backup yeah, like, plan? Yeah. I, I, it just – I am – I'm still, I'm still looking through Twitter. To try and find to, something? To find something interesting to talk about that, like – Could, like, add context to why yeah. we would trade a young, controllable, potentially – you know, an all-star level bat, you know, at his, at his peak, had he continued his stretch from April last year, he would have been an all-star. You know, he was a former prospect ranked higher than Julio Rodriguez. There's a reason why he was so highly touted because he has the raw skills and now he's probably going to go flourish in Atlanta. And I, 
I hope he does. I think he should because, yeah. like, like we talked about in the live stream, that's a very good lineup. He's probably going to be batting eighth in it, and he has a lot of guys to learn from. And he gets to go play with Ronald Acuna Jr. He gets to learn from Matt Olson how to hit tanks. Mm-hmm. No better guy for a lefty power swing to learn from. Yep. So, I don't know. There, There's so much that has happened here in the last week or so for Mariners fans. But the winter meetings are coming up, and there are some trades that could be happening. We have that video on the screen now. We appreciate you guys watching this episode of the Hit It Here podcast presented by Bet Online. And go Mariners, I think.